Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series that we'll be covering in depth next week with our guest, YouTuber Red Bard and the Barters Guild. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> hey, Bard's my favorite D&D class, so it'll be a lot of fun. I suppose so. Anyway, I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my lovely co-host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. And what series are we covering this week, David? I would love to hear you pronounce the title of this manga. Oh, uh, Dylan's just going to make a note saying, oh, it was unfortunate <laughs> David's audio got corrupted at this point. But the series is pronounced Sakuretsu Taiwahen. Sakura Tetsu. Ah, oh, fucking Sakura, Sakura Tetsu Taiwahen. There you go. You got it. Hey. No, Taiwahen. Taiwahen. <laughs> Taiwahen. Yes. Hey, that's you, man. You're a 10. Oh, that's so nice, David. I wish I could say the same about you. Anyway, so this was written by uh, Ryu Fujisaki, and the run dates were between December 4th, 2001, I almost said 2001, to April 23rd, 2002. It ran for 14 chapters and two volumes. Yes, of the David, yeah. whenever I read the uh, the author names, I always get a little confused because, you know, the way the Japanese works is that you read the last name first. And so I'm always like, am I reading the last name or the first name right now? Though I'm pretty sure Ryu is a first name and Fujisaki is a last name. Although I guess, you know. I will find out when he tweets at us to complain. You know, at us, Ryu. When you missed said 2000, it reminds me yesterday, I was talking about Warhammer with my friend Trevor. Shout out to you, Trevor. And I called it 40 Hammer by accident <laughs> instead of Warhammer 40K. And he's like, that's actually a really great way to call it. Yeah, because there's because uh, there is just Warhammer and it's totally different. Uh, no, it's called Age of Sigmar now. They for I think some like copyright reason they had to rename it. Kind of lame, honestly. Oh, it's super lame. Oh, it's, it's still Warhammer to me. Well, the other one would be 40 Hammer. Yeah, let's go Necrons. Yeah, bolt thrower. Anyway. Yeah, so instead of telling us about Warhammer 40k, why don't you tell us about the plot summary? Whoa, okay. Well, first off, I am extremely lucky that the author started the second chapter with a complete summary of the first chapter right, right before it, because otherwise this would have been a pain in the ass to summarize. Okay, Sakura Tetsu is an impoverished teen with the CEO mindset. Every day, he's on the grind, making money, money, money. He also has a weird stalker girl who's obsessed with him for some reason. One day, while taking notes at school on Julius Caesar crossing the Rubicon, which I guess is probably symbolic or something, a giant tree appears out of nowhere, and his house, his most prized possession, the ultimate goals to own property, blows up. The explosion was actually not caused by the tree, it was caused by his grandpa panicking and striking a gas main with a spear. <laughs> oh, those wacky old people. Those wacky old people. Wait, but what, what did his grandpa think was going on? Who the fuck knows, man? It was like a World War II associated attack, which was like, oof. <laughs> Probably thought that like the Americans were showing up again, honestly. Anyway, the tree is carrying the future people. Led by their queen, Alice, they have managed to escape to like millions of years in the past from their future time because they only had six hours before the entire universe ended, like, you know, from Douglas Adams and shit. They immediately lay claim to the land, pissing Tetsu the fuck off because, damn it, he worked hard for that property. Popcorn <laughs> David. They consider hashing it out diplomatically until Tetsu's stalker declares that they should go to war, which they think is a pretty cool idea because 
because war is clearly okay based on that World War II reference. War, huh? It's pretty. It's good for a lot of things, actually. Yes, but then the <laughs> space pirate Firebent appears, laying claim to the same land, and then Jinkman, King of the Mole People, appears, also laying claim to the land. I think that was the end of the first Incredibles movie. Yeah. They all fight in a ridiculous all-out war for a few pages, resulting in everyone getting destroyed. I think. Then we flash to people in hell and alternate dimensions in the spirit world, also wanting to join in the war. Jordan thinks, but yeah. So uh, <laughs> the series is just. Uh, oh God! I just. Um, so Jordan, what were your first impressions? Why is the art so good? The art is very well done. So the thing that made it yeah. weird is this art was like super well polished. Like it felt like I was looking at black and white screen caps of an anime. Even though this went like so fast and was throwing a billion things at you, like it, and we had a really shitty translation too. It's pretty fucking clear. Yeah. So the <laughs> translation was weird. It was very high effort. Like there's a scene where there's written text yeah. in a notebook in the shadow, and they redrew the page yeah. to have English, including still having the shadow over the English text. Then it has a bunch of typos and uses things like Jordan. What's the panel I knew as soon as I was like Jordan's gonna make fun of this? Why don't you tell the audience the very very strange translation choice they made? Somebody talking about Sakura describes him as he's become a molester who only God, cares about money. What a strange word to use. Now, I think this is an example of somebody like um, oh, I forget what the other manga we read that had this issue with. I think it was Zan, where it was like somebody from Indonesia yeah. trying to translate it to English and they were just fucking doing their best. But, you know, it's not it's just not their native language. You know, yeah, this is definitely they never had a native speaker actually look over their translation. Yeah, and like, don't get me wrong, even though it is very funny, I have a lot of respect for people who do that, and I really appreciate that they did it. I mean, shit. They translated the sound effects. They overdrew the sound effects. Like, this was not a low-effort translation. They translated the sound effects. There's absolutely 0% chance they got paid any money for this. This was 100% a labor of love, and you gotta respect that, and I do. Oh, and I think it was philosophy school. Yes, it was philosophy school. The sneaker, the sneakers. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, you're right, you're right. Zahn had a better translation. It was just really bad. Also, I'm just thinking of that molester thing. It's like it's always sunny when Charlie is trying to call himself a philanthropist (laughs) and calls himself a full-on rapist. Or like uh, Arrested Development, my... I'm an analysis therapist. (laughs) An analropist, yeah. Anyway, this was a lot. This was a lot in 45 pages. Yeah, maybe it's just because I'm playing, I've been playing a lot of Cruelty Squad, but I kind of just let it wash over me and it kind of felt like it had like a political bent to it. Like Mm -hmm. there is this notion where it's like, um, oh, a bunch of people who had to escape from something, uh, they, they went to a time where they felt like the people there were less evolved than them. Like they're calling everybody in modern day cavemen and they decide we have a claim to this land and so we're gonna take it. And you know, I'm I'm just saying there might be a few parallels throughout history of maybe like a very similar thing going on, you know? Yeah, I mean, a big part of it is just it kind of is a commentary on refugees because that's literally what the future people are in the whole, oh, refugees are going to take over, force themselves into your home and take your job. And that's literally what the theme of that first chapter is. That's an interesting perspective that I hadn't considered because I immediately thought of like um, Mm -hmm. the Native Americans, you know, and like the white settlers coming over to America and stuff. But you might actually be right because of how uh, a lot of of how Japan kind of feels about a lot of immigrants. See, so we finally got the racist we were looking for in Hi-Fi Cluster. There we go. It's always (laughs) anti-immigrants. One of the best notes about Hi-Fi Cluster, it wasn't actually racist. Yeah. The whole Julius Caesar thing in this actually made me realize, oh, they could have had like the big bad have like the Julius Caesar hi-fi cluster. Oh, fuck. They could have. Right. You know what, man? There's a lot of things that they could have done. 
that was such a cool idea. Anyway, yeah. So the art is good. I think everything's fine. This is definitely, I was talking to Maxi B about this, where this just is another time capsule of the 2000s. They do not make manga like this nowadays. Like no. the pacing of it, it's like, you know, when you watch a movie in the 60s and you're like, something is different about the pacing than movies nowadays, you can tell that just the paneling, the efficiency of the layout is so much less efficient yeah. than it would be nowadays. Like this easily could have been fit into probably 30 pages by modern style standards. Yeah. The other thing that immediately made me realize this was older was actually the shape of the faces oh, yeah. that they drew like these are some trigun ass mm-hmm. faces it's so interesting to watch like the uh stylistic change from the specific way in which like in which those are drawn because mm-hmm. you can immediately tell just from how a face looks like what decade an anime or manga is from it's very it's kind of interesting yeah this feels like something out of level E. Like, this just feels like a level E plot. Yes, yes. <laughs> Where it's like weirdly, like, um, very sci fi and like trying to say something, but so goddamn ridiculous and silly that you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Right? Because all of these feel like the archetypes he played with in level E. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I think just this idea of everyone trying to claim his house just for completely, I'd be very disappointed if there's something innately special about it, but rather they just all, well, one of them literally is like, I threw a dart. So hopefully that sells it, that it's just completely arbitrary. I do love that because basically what he says is um, it took him three years because he just he kept trying to throw a dart at a globe and missing. Right. I was hoping the future people would be like, well, so actually through lineage of like wills, legally, this is my house now. I feel like that is what they did. There's a moment where, like, Sakura pulls out his deed to the land, and then the future guy pulls out the identical exact deed to the land that he has. (laughs) It's pretty good. That's fair. Yeah, but I mean, overall, I think this is a really fun idea, even if it shows its age. And yeah, Jordan, how about you? Would you keep reading? Fuck me up, David. Absolutely. Yeah, there's only 13 more chapters. Fuck. Uh, Yeah, just finish it. And I feel like these are going to be easy to read chapters, too. Beat me over the head with this shit. I am excited. Oh, and I forgot to mention, uh, just to go into our guesses, the main character also seems to have some sort of superpower where he was able to rip apart steel with his bare hands. I'm sure it's like a Charles Atlas superpower. It's like he just works so much. You know, he can do that. It's not like magic, but it is worth noting he has some sort of supernatural ability. Yeah, it's possible it might be like kind of a rule of cartoon. Yeah, cool. It's goofy enough where if they don't explain it, I might just let him get away with it. Giant One Piece spoilers. I love how Luffy's gear fifth literally turns him into a cartoon character. <laughs> he turns everything into rubber. <laughs> yeah, he squashes and stretches. Yeah. But yeah. So Jordan, though, what are your guesses? I think that Alice gets a crush on Sakura. Aww. Yeah. Uh, I think the stalker girl is an evil alien, mm-hmm. potentially like an android, but I'm leaning alien. And David, I think that Sakura has a destiny, like a Terminator 2 style Aww, destiny. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. David, what's your power word? Uh, well, I have guesses. Oh, I thought you gave no, out I guesses. Didn't. What are you guesses? My guesses are they all end up living together. Mm, harmony and peace. Yeah. Yeah. The manga runs out of jokes and starts repeating itself. I think that's fair. We never get a good explanation why the main character has superpowers. That's a good guess, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, but yeah, so Jordan, though, my power word is record, because I feel this is like a record of 2000s manga, and the big point was, who legally has the rights to this house? That's pretty good. <laughs> How about you? Grinds, because, man, Tetsu's just on that fucking grind, dude. Sigma grind set. Sigma grind set, you know, you gotta... Is that what our cover <laughs> art is going to be? Oh, maybe, I don't maybe. actually know what you can make fun of with the Sigma grind set as an image. Sigma from Mega Man X? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Mock up an idea. Always, I'm going. I like Full House. You can have a little rest in peace, Bob Saget. Yeah, R.I.P. to that guy. All right, that's our leading idea. So, listener, if we don't think of a better idea, it'll be Full House. Okay, okay. 
Anyway, let's go into the Q&A. So, first up, from Aussie Rat, a uh, friend of the show, friend of us, runs the movie night. Do you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain? No. I actually really enjoy when it's raining. Rachel and I were kind of upset. I have a tradition where I eat pizza when it's raining. I know We had plans Thursday night, and then the next night we were going to get pizza and do over the garden wall, and it just didn't. It was like, fuck us, right? Yeah. It was genuinely, like, probably some of the hardest raining I had seen in a very long time. David has an insane scientific theory that uh, that when it rains, the humidity makes the pizza better. Some things are beyond science, Jordan. Maybe that's something I asked Shuckmeister. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Shuckmeister's <laughs> going to do a pizza science on it. He is Italian. Pizza science? Now that's a series I want to watch. Post it in our group chat. <laughs> Say, hey, Shuck. All right. Anyway, next up from Dude Rocks. Can you rank the tailed beasts and how yummy they would eat? And there is a picture below. I'm not mm. sure why the picture got moved, but it is under there. So I would say, mm. uh, I feel like I can't really rank them. I would say, Jordan, if you had to eat one of these tailed beasts, because for the majority of them, I would want to eat none of them. I was having that thought, too. I mean, they don't really look super appetizing. Well, let's see. Well, Gyuki's kind yeah, of Yeah, I guess I'd eat Gyuki, yeah. Sort of like a Kurama, honestly. You need a fox. Like the nine-tailed fox, I guess, compared to, like, the slug meat and stuff. But well, there's also a wolf. Yeah, but it's the only one that actually looks yeah. like an animal with, like, flesh. Well, Son Goku, eat monkey. Yeah, but... I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd eat Gyuki. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Next up, from Base Carrier, I believe this is the first question they've asked us, so thank you. If you could choose any of the series you've covered to be turned into a stage play, which would you choose? Bonus points if you want to make it into a musical. So I think, Jordan, it has to be a musical. So which Shonen flop failed series would make the best musical? I'm trying to think mm. both ironically or unironically. Ooh, this is a tough one. I think Cool Shock BT would have a lot of really cool like stage magic, and that I think would be fun to see. Also, a double tie say, because I'm sure somehow they'd find a way to make a musical about playing fucking Shoki oh, really yeah, exciting. Yeah, okay. Double tie says, pretty good guess. Oh, man. I um, can name some other ones that I think also might be fun. I need to, like, get my brain running is the problem. Yeah. Oh, I got my Gomez Moon shirt. Oh, nice. Me too. Nice. Um, Matama Security. Oh, that's a good one, I think. Yeah. Teenage Renaissance David, and it would just all be references to classical music. I feel like Level E could make a completely fucking ridiculous one. Definitely would write a musical for Level E. Yeah. All right, how about one more from you, Jordan, then we'll move on to the next question. I mean, fuck it, hard-boiled cop and dolphin, whatever. I was going to say that if you had to ask me to do one more. Yeah. That would be really fun. Next up from T. Wolfwood, what do you do to de-stress yourself? I play a lot of video games and, yeah, and talk to my lovely girlfriend, Rachel. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I play guitar. That makes it cool. I play video games. Ultra Kale, Cruelty Squad. How about that video game I got you for your birthday? That's a good ass game, man. Did you ever beat that boss you were stuck on? Yeah, I did. Nice. Took me a while. I've been playing a lot of Tunic. Yeah, that game looks sick. It's really fun, man. I mean, you could get Game Pass for a dollar and play it. It's only like 10 hours long. Nice. Next question from Mass Magi. Another first person asking, what series have you covered that has a potential to be great if it was handled by a better writer slash artist? So I think Hi-Fi Cluster, as we talked about, probably one of the best ideas for a completely certified flop series. <laughs> what would you say then? You can say a different answer, Jordan. That's fine. It's more than I'm just judging you. I mean, when you get down to it, pretty much all of them would be better if they had a better artist right. and writer. You know what I mean? I kind of feel like Doron Doron. What was in that that you mm. hadn't seen before? That's a good point of looking at it a different way. Yeah. I, I mean, I just think that that author kind of fumbled things. The idea was bland anyway. It could have been interesting. Like, I liked the characters. You can like the characters, but it was like, whatever. Or actually, maybe Samurai 8. Yeah, Samurai 8 was a fun idea. Samurai 8 was a fun idea. Just turned into a fucking mess. 
tried to fit like 100 chapters yeah. of lore in like 20 chapters and I was like this is too much or honestly even if just the zip man guy just got a better writer oh he needed a writer yeah if he got a writer I mean the art is fucking there one of the best drawn series we've ever covered the art is beyond there he just needed a better writer imagine if he didn't even have to focus on the writing if he could only focus on the art I can't wait for his next series to come out yeah have you heard anything from him he hasn't reached out to you or anything no not yet oh man the next one's from Pride Sheeny, who kind of asked the same thing. So if you give one flop to a good offer, which manga offer would you pick? Zip, man. I just said it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize how similar these questions were. So thank you, though, everyone who submitted their questions. Just as a reminder, you can submit yours in the Shona Flop Discord. We give priority, of course, to people who haven't had a question answered in a while. This is our first question being asked or our patrons. And you can find a link to our Patreon in our show notes or on our site, shonaflop.com. But that's all the time we have for today. So, Jordan, I want to say thank you so much for editing the Chibi episodes. Thank you, David. And thank you for editing the Chibi and main episodes as well. I also want to give props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Illuminati. Thanks to Dylan for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxie B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Thanks to T-Root, Ozzy Rat, and T-Wolfwood for being our awesome transcription volunteers. You can find them on our site as they become available. We're always looking for additional volunteers, and you get a ton of awesome perks like early access to episodes, merchandise, and my eternal gratitude. And it really does help make our episodes more accessible. To people. You can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website shonenflop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. And as we talked about, join the Shonen Flop Discord. We have a lot of awesome discussion. We're almost 500 people strong. Have a monthly movie night, and it's just a really great place to come hang out with Jordan and I and talk to other like-minded folks. Absolutely. And if you've been enjoying the podcast, please consider becoming a patron. It really helps us keep the show running and you get a lot of awesome perks. Jordan, this month of October, what are the exclusive pieces of content they are getting? We looked again at Witch Watch, which fucking rules. I think that's the series. If we were like, what would you do as a full rec ep? Yeah, I think I would pick Witch Watch, to be honest. Witch Watch would make a good stage play. Oh, that would be really fun. That'd be actually like a really good stage play. Yeah. There probably is a Witch Watch stage mm-hmm. play. And then you can also hear what we would do if we had the ability to fill up the Shonen Jump fighting game roster. <laughs> oh, yeah. You should hear our hot takes. Oh, and along with that, you get exclusive perks like early access episodes, joining us in the recording and helping us pick what series we cover next. And of course, you just, as we said, help the show keep going. You can find that at patreon.com slash Shonen Flop. And now I want to read off some of our wonderful patrons. First of all, I want to give a big thank you to our Chainsaw Man patron i love you more than my jar of fingers and colt come then moving on down to the dolphin dad tracking roving animals for all loving girls and raccoons wolfwood then king of the forest we got albie cram gabe lando jacob andrew galloway josh robinson kevin briggs marty rachel my wonderful girlfriend she was having a rough day so i got her banana pudding but she did not eat it all that's character growth scarlet Mirmidon, t the real jory trevor schechner i saw him yesterday we played magic thank you again for the ride trevor and going down to our galactic ball federation officers we have blah moo moo brian secton bs dolphin drago drew dylan Kreider, Eric Alex Klein, Generic Man, Hans, Lincoln Frey, Mara Barra, Mike Carpenter, Sarah Hydra, Scott, Shingi Sakamoto, Silly Rookie, Simming First Sent by Ash, Staghorn, and then I want to also give a big thank you to all of our beast Why'd children. Why'd you get racial uh, banana pudding when you know it hurts her stomach? She just needed okay. it. all right oh check out my instagram jordan forbes art i have a wix site with all of my uh, paintings on it but unfortunately for some reason i'm gonna try and work that out today uh google thinks it's malicious so you click on that and it says it's malicious i promise you it's not but it's just go to my instagram at least (laughs) please But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next Monday for our full episode on Sakura Tetsu Taiwan, featuring YouTuber Red Bard. This has been Jordan. 
This is David. And you've been listening to Show and Flop, David. Say Keep it. on flopping floppers. Bye. Bye.